All right, here we go. It is episode 10 of the Bobbycast. Welcome to the show. Saved our biggest guest thus far for episode 10. We didn't know if we'd make it this far, so we celebrated. And co-host of the Bobby Bone Show, Amy, is here today. Hello, Amy. Hey. Huh. This is weird. What? I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, Amy's here, and I figure we will just kind of talk about you. And Amy has her own podcast, too, which we'll talk about a bit. Um, that's why she was begging to come on the show, so she could promote it. And um, <laughs> No begging, ever. And uh, Mike, uh, you can kick it off here. Uh, it's Amy and I. We do a show together every day for five hours a day, sitting basically this close. Mm-hmm. So today's dynamic will be slightly different. Um, but I'll go ahead. We'll start with you, Mike. Mike D, our producer. Go ahead. Question one. When you first met Amy, what was it about her that kind of stood out to you that like, oh, you had gosh. to have her on the show? Oh. I think that she was unapologetic, but not in the way that most times people say that, where they come across as crass or rude. She was just unapologetic at... She was clumsy and nice and Christian and just authentic, but you know, just she just was who she was, and that was it. So yeah, I think that was kind of it. The same thing that today is still like the reason that I uh, enjoy being around her. So that still hasn't changed. We were flying this past weekend. We were at iHeart Festival. Yeah. And I guess Amy was having a moment or something. And she was like, I just needed you to fill my cup up. And I was like, I don't know what are you talking about. And so, but. Uh, well, things have changed a lot. Yeah, they've changed a lot. In the fact a lot. That, that I t- mean, just time. You, you, this is fittingly the 10th episode of your podcast. We've been together. I mean, we've been friends longer, but I've. How long have we been doing the show together? Over 10 years, but I'm in my, my 10th going on 11th year, but Dang, that's crazy, it's a long time. Huh? So, I mean, a lot has changed for both of us. And I, I don't mean that in a way like you've changed, but it's just, uh, our, but we've also our, gotten older. Yeah, we've I, gotten older. Our I've lives changed. have shifted. You've got so much more going on. And we used to be, I think together a lot more or even oh, we were travel a lot more. And we were so inseparable that people thought we had an affair forever. I mean, that still comes up all the time. Oh no. Yeah. It do- I mean, it doesn't. So, I mean, if it does, it's so nothing. We don't, I don't even right. see it anymore. I just like, I'm like, what? That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't even see it. But it, it wasn't. It thing. was all the time. Mm-hmm. Our first years of being together, it was all the thing. And I, I wrote in my book that nothing has ever happened with us. Mm-mm. Like, ever. And forever. Even people in our building would be like, oh, for sure they're doing it. <laughs> but we were just really, really, really close all the time. And um, I think a lot of that was we were young. Oh, we, yeah. we didn't have a lot of other things going on. We were so us. young. Um, I met Amy well, the first time. At Culver's. Oh, at Culver's. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like I've told this story a lot, but I was at a restaurant and she came up. And so mm-hmm. um, to just answer your question and we can go back around. But um, yeah, she's just un- unapologetic. Just she is who she is. <laughs> and again, not And sometimes way- I need my cup filled. <laughs> Yeah, it was good to actually spend it was. quality time where just you and I get to talk. Amy and I get to talk by ourselves every day. We do. Mm-hmm. But we're sitting in a room together in my office where we have a side studio, and we're cutting commercials, and we're going quick, and it's little comments, and we, te- we text all the time. But again, we used to spend... Which like, for you is like, that's like that's, here's the that's thing what that you Amy need to fill up your cup. But. The thing that Amy gets on me for is that, and not in a bad way, in that... 
where she has grown in her personal life with a husband and about to have two kids and lots of what I've grown in my professional, professional life. life. I'm not so, bagging on that. Oh, no, but I, a little bit. You make fun of me. Yeah, a little bit make fun of me. No, but I mean, you're super busy. So it goes from, you know, I was doing the radio show to uh, turning the radio show and then turning it into a national radio show and turning that national radio show and shifting and moving the whole show over uh, from there. Starting the Raging Idiots is just a two-person parody band that's turned into yeah, right. Record a, a deals, crazy, crazy record stuff. Deal, books. Um, so it's just a lot of things, right? Which has required a lot of people to help me because I can't do it all by myself from outside of the building. So like I have like I call him my babysitter. Like I have a manager now, mm-hmm. and and I'll I, admit some of that. Some of that I struggled with a little bit. I think any not because I'm not proud of you or anything, but I think. You know, we started out, we were in one market, mm-hmm. <laughs> we managed ourselves. Like there was nobody, everything was just like us, which I think sometimes when all of this stuff started to change the last few years, whereas I used to be able to come to you for stuff, you almost didn't even know your own schedule and rightfully so it's not So, so I had a problem in, like embracing the fact that I had to reach out to other people. Cause I'm like, Oh no, no. I've been friends with, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. I know. So I was like, like mm, no. Now she'll have to, it, and now, it's and now it's just thing. easier. And now I'm like, I love it. I love that other people like know everything. Cause then I can get an answer and it's legit and it's right. And it's quick. I don't know the answer. Cause he doesn't know I, certainly. I, so, um, so now I've my, embraced I, it. Yeah, I don't know my schedule day to day. Most of the time. I it, just know that it's, there's rarely 15 minutes. We'll call it growing pains. Um, that's been the weirdest thing for, I think us as a team. Mm-hmm. Growing pains. And Amy has been my absolute closest friend for the past 10 years. Like, overall, my closest friend. And, um, but yeah, the growing pains have been, but listen, you have gotten married. I know, I'm not, ta- don't take this personal. No, no, no. It's not personal. Okay. I'm just saying on the other side of it. Right. Um, it's not like, because we used to just go hang out and have dinner and eat lunch. Right. And, but now you have you, weekends you're off in Haiti or you're dealing with kids stuff or. Right. And that's been, a, that's been a lot. That's been heavy. That's been, I think. Once they get here, I feel like some of me will resume back to normal. <laughs> I feel like a lot no, of... No, it's going to change. Your game's going to okay, completely change up. My normal will be different, but I feel like right now I'm in such a place where like half of my heart is here and half of it's in Haiti. So I don't really feel complete. We started together on the same page and we have grown together very much so, but we've also kind of spread in different ways. Mm-hmm. So and she just gets mad that she has to go to Morgan and be like, "Hey, is Bobby free?" At 3 <laughs> no, I'm not mad anymore. I and like I, it now. And I'll be like, "I don't know." At the I'm... beginning, I was like, Mm-mm, "No, I don't go through people. I go through you." <laughs> and then, but then I wouldn't know the answer. <laughs> and then it would be like, frustrating because no he he would be so busy, I, he wouldn't know. And then now I'm like, "Bring on the people." <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> it has been a, a change. But if I didn't have these people like right. looking over my career, mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't be able to manage it. Right. It's, it's just no, too I much. agree. Like tour managers and booking and totally i get bleh. it i so, get it uh that's one yes um that that is what drew me to her do you want to know what drew me to bobby yeah i, don't, I have no idea <laughs> i didn't even know he was going to offer me really a job on the radio well i didn't offer a job <laughs> for a long time and not to repeat things that we've said over and over true, again true. but i did not offer amy the job at first I mean, like i i only want to hire my friends yeah or people that i'm comfortable with and i met amy at culver's and we got to know each other for like six or seven months and 
I, we were friends and I was just making sure that. And I had started dating my husband right at the same time, but then Bobby and I would like hang out and I would be like, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to go to dinner. And then one time we went to the movies we saw, and then we went to cars. We went to <laughs> cars. Yeah. That was, that came out. And then, oh gosh, one time I was on the phone with my head. Well, he wasn't my husband yet. We were just dating, like newly dating. I don't, we weren't even, yeah, we weren't engaged because we got engaged shortly after newly dating. And I called my husband, Bobby, or at the time, boyfriend or whatever. And it was like, because Bobby and I were spending so much time together. And then out of nowhere, I just, he, we were on the phone and I just said, oh, Bob, okay, Bobby. And I mean, I mean, that's not your name, <laughs> but that's how much time we were spending together. And then one, one night we went to dinner and you're like, I'm here to offer you a job. Yeah, and so that was what happened, and there we are. All right. No, what are you doing? Nothing. The Periscope, <laughs> we're shooting this on Periscope, and it went down oh. for some reason. Um, all right, Mike, you have another question. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, Amy, you never did radio before. Nope. So, like, did Bobby train you in any no. way when you started? No, like, no, no. How was that process? What do you mean, no. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. You. Okay, well, I take that back. Yes, everything I know today is that is worth anything in radio, mm -hmm. I have learned from Bobby. So yes, but I wouldn't say there was like this radio boot camp. I feel like what Bobby was doing when he selected friends to join him was he wanted us to be us. He didn't want training or you to oh, you I know, more nobody that right. ever been in radio. You, you was that rough though in the, in the early days? Well, that's still was rough. rough? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still rough it's because still rough we, we're not ready. We're I mean, still, <laughs> we're still, like I was speech impediment. Um, it's not even just that. It's that even on my side, I don't know anything other than what I've done. I haven't. No one taught me how to do a morning show. They just took a 21, 22-year-old kid and said, okay, here's the show. And so I started doing it. No one taught me how to do it. And then I had brought people on. No one taught anyone how to do anything. So that's why the show sounds so oddly mm -hmm. rough and fantastic at the same time in different times. It could be a terrible show. It could be a great show. Um, what, what drew, I don't understand. What drew you to me? You never answered. Oh, well, we moved on, but oh. I, I was just thinking I didn't, I, I wasn't, I just, I thought you were funny. I mean, and when you offered me a job in radio, of course, I thought that was fun. And I was like 24, 25 years old. Dang. I had a nice deep answer. Hers was like, you offered me a job. <laughs> uh, what else, Mike? So how would y'all say y'all's friendship has changed over the years with, you know, everything kind of getting on a, you know, the show's getting on a bigger scale and you guys don't like... Are y'all closer now, or is it... I put way more pressure on Amy than I do anybody else on the show. Like, significantly. You do? Oh, pressure. yeah. Yeah. Of course. Like, without Amy, first, there, I mean, there's no show. Well, that's, I, that's not true. And I've told her, I've told her that privately 20 times, that without Amy, the show just isn't a success. And so... I know that. I know where my bread's buttered when we do a radio show. And she makes me a better radio personality, and she makes me a better person. And those two things go together because I try to be a better person. And if I'm, I mean, I am who I am on the radio too. Well, Bobby is some like rare hum like genius that knows what's going to work and what's going to sound good. Now, does everything pan out? No, yep. but he can. <laughs> he can take what we submit to talk about and compile, and he can know like, okay, this is going to be interesting to talk about. Like, I can think. So many things are awesome to talk about, but he just kind of, he just, he just knows he makes it work. So for you to say that it wouldn't exist or be it what it is without me, it wouldn't, I mean, you, you are the, the puppet master, I guess, if you Fair. will. 
Um, and and you do it well, and you've led well in that area of of. The thing though too is no one on the show knows what we're going to talk about exactly. until we talk about it. Like nobody knows what we're going to talk about. It. Ray has a vague idea of it because I'll send him audio to put in. Uh-huh. But nobody on the entire show knows what I'm going to talk about. Yeah, it's super organic. Because I don't want anyone having any idea or having to try to come up with some joke because that's yeah. not the point of the show. It's not to be the zany. Let's come up with jokes. Morning show. It's just to live live. So I just want to try to find the best people possible. Um, it's so, been that way since day one and always, you've kept it that way. And yeah. so many people think like, do y'all prep meetings before or after you talk about the next day's show? And we just, we just don't. And it's sometimes people in radio, when they hear that we don't do that, they, I get weird looks. But again, since I don't know radio, even though I've been in radio 10 years, <laughs> I don't, I'm like, why are you giving me weird looks? This is what we, this is radio. And they're like, no, that's not, it's not how most people do it. Exactly. And, and some people do it their way really well. Mm-hmm. But I went and found a bunch of people that weren't good at radio. I wasn't, I wasn't good at radio. It oh, was, which you found your friends, which was the original question. Sometimes we detour, but that was the original <laughs> question about our friendship. But I think, I think that as it's similar to the show, there's been some like, gr- like we've just grown. Like you're busier. You're, you're, um, I think you've maxed out at, I'm about to go deep here, but we are still as close as we were. I, I would agree. You, um, you could, you only, there's a certain amount of rope, right? That's a, you're able to give. And I've, I was given that a long time ago and I think I still have it. Yeah. Amy has the um, longest rope. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying it's the longest no, or anything, no, I mean, but I'm just in my saying life, you have the longest rope for a couple of reasons. One, we've been together forever. Two, I trust you. I mean, we've been to a lot together. A lot. Like, a lot, and you've always been there for me. Like there are and things. And you've always been there for me. That y'all have no idea. I could even like get emotional saying it because there are things that Bobby has done for me and my family that, like, y'all have no idea. You have no idea. So that friendship stuff, like, there's because of you know Bobby's upbringing and things. We all have baggage, but because of some of yours, like he only has a that's so long. Like that rope is so long. And I feel like I got that a long time ago and I feel like I still have it. So just, do I still feel like our friendship is the same? Yes. But the aspects that are different are just that, um, your professional life, your career is just, you know, going off in 90 different directions, which I love because I'm your friend. I want that for you. Cause I know that's, that's your heart's desire. And I, but sometimes because life is like that, you know, you don't get as much time with people and my life is different too. So, but it doesn't matter. Like Bobby would be there for me in a second. And I think this, the same speaks for me. Yeah. For you. I think that we've been together a long time. We've, t- we, our friendship's been tested a bunch and we both had yeah. real, you know, both of our moms died and we were both there for each other. At hardcore. Mm-hmm. I think for us, that was a really, we were already there, but I think for us, that just kind of sewed up the fact that forever, even if we don't talk for three years or oh, seven yeah. years, yeah. that it would be like one phone call. It doesn't matter where you are, what you need. It's like, yeah, I don't think it would. when my mom, I don't think it would my, my mom died and I was on the air and, um, I don't even, don't, maybe it's going to get me emotional. <laughs> My mom, I was on the air and I got a phone call and my mom died while I was on the air. And, um, it was my sister's and my mom had died and my mom's in her forties. And obviously, um, she had struggled with drugs and alcohol forever. 
And so I couldn't leave. We had just started syndicating the show, and there was, there was nothing I could do. And I was able to, and I still am able to separate things. It's unhealthy how I can separate things. And it, it helps me in ways, but at times it's very unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, I told Amy, I said, hey, listen, I just got a call from my sister. My mom just died. And, and I'm thinking, okay, we're going to commercial. Show's done. It's like you do you or something. And then Bobby's like, nope, we're doing the next break. And we go back on air. And we talk as if like nothing. I mean, I couldn't talk. Lunchbox couldn't talk. Bobby carries on. Like Bobby is in a zone. I mean, obviously it was probably one of the, I get that you're saying you can compartmentalize like no other, but that had to be one of the hardest things you've ever done. It just was what had and to you, be done. Right, and right. so I did, this is what happened. But it I couldn't went have on, been easy. There was an hour and 20 minutes of the show left. Oh my gosh. I went on to the hour and 20 minutes of the show as Amy sat in the corner and cried the whole time. And because I couldn't, she did. And the whole, you know, and, and you know, my, I went home, took care of the arrangements, the funeral. Amy was there. I mean, they, everyone was there. Next day, I mean, boom. I mean, I was back on the air, but for me... Oh, yeah, me, he was, like, back at work. I mean, even at the funeral, we were like, Bobby, just take your time. Like, do what you need to do here. And you just were like, I think the best thing for me is just to get back to work. And it was. And, and that's different than you. And, you know, Amy's mom struggled, and she died of cancer. And after a long bout and of just a roller coaster of... Mm-hmm. Two years. Of sadness and happiness and... Uh, every feeling you could possibly have mm-hmm. and your mom was so great to me and for me it was it wasn't about the show with amy i told amy go away mm-hmm. like just go away Do- and there was so many times i did the show but people wouldn't even know like i would do the show from austin or my mom was at md anderson in houston and iheart has studios there and so bobby would let me go do the show and i would spend the night at the hospital and I'd wake up at, you know, three or four in the morning there. And I'd go to the Houston station. I'd drive around Houston in the middle of the night, not knowing where I was going. And the no, people I, I in would Houston would let me come. in. Like, like, yeah, he would be like, do don't. Show. And there would be some days that I absolutely would not. But then there would be days where I just felt like, okay, I need to keep working to kind of have some normalcy and, you know, break up the monotony at the hospital and stuff. And I was just so grateful for that. Cause no, there were, people at the hospital that I would meet and I would come back from doing the radio show, like thinking, you know, if I would be thinking, you know, something feeling sorry for myself or something. And then I would encounter someone in the waiting room who had a loved one that had cancer and they like had to quit their job to be there every day. They had to quit. And like with, with you and you know, our bot, like just you, you, that was never even an option. You were like family first. And that's the rule now, too, still. Right. Take care of you first, because without you being able to be you, we or not us. Yeah. And so that... There was a time, too, I think, of back to when... I think I just casually, like, said to Bobby, I don't even know. And I know you know the story. It's so stupid. But um, I said something like, my mom was bored in the waiting room one day, and I was like, she really wants an iPad. And I, like, showed up at work the next day, and Bobby had gotten my mom an iPad. And it's not like we couldn't understand. I mean, my mom could have gotten an. It's not. It's not the. It's not that it was an iPad. It was just that, like, I I said that, and you listened, and you heard, and then you just show. You just randomly had it sent to her or something, or I showed up at work and I say, or somehow an iPad appeared, and like we had. It was like 
you know, she would entertain herself for hours at the hospital with the, with that iPad. Like I won't ever, that's like a memory I'll never forget. Cause it's like something I just said so casually. And then the next day you had it and then she got to play with an iPad basically for like two years, you know, while she sat up there and she played her pseudo go or whatever you play on iPad. And then we do those funny the photo booth. We take those funny pictures <laughs> yeah, on the iPad. Snapchat filters. <laughs> yeah, before Snapchat, <laughs> there was photo booth filters. But anyway, that was a that was a moment where, I mean, that's that's the Bobby that. I, don't, I mean, some of that stuff may or may not have come up on air. I, I don't even remember certain things that we always talk about. But like, your hands down, you were always like, "Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do." And I think that's what will always, even if we're not in the same spot, because mm-hmm. who knows what will happen in a year or three years, will always, like <laughs> like I said on the air, I think today or yesterday, I was making fun of you just because you were like, oh, I got my cup full of Bobby. I was like, I mean, yeah, we've been, you've been my closest friend for 10 years. So there, so yes, there's the answer to that question. <laughs> Boy, it's like freaking um, Oprah in here. Go ahead. What else you got? Uh, what's the best memory y'all have of each other? Hmm. Well, the best memory, man. Um, God, there's some. Would it redo? Just it's the best hands down. It's not old yeah, or new. Like, okay. The first thing you think. Yeah, of I just wonder. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna have to go. The first thing I think of. Yeah. Just, just best. I mean, when you're together with someone for ten years, like the best. I would say it was probably uh, Amy winning uh, the award. For uh, the Gracie, the Gracie for females that make a difference in broadcasting, and I got to present her the award, and watching her just own it. Her because for a long time she's always been Amy Bobby's sidekick, and over the last two years I've really tried to. Sh- you'll you'll always be Amy from the show. Yeah, but I don't I've always but, but but I've. Uh, with Amy, I've always been like, "Hey, you, it's t- you got to do you too, you know." You, I know, you, but what if this is me? Yeah, you're that right. Is me. It is, but I, but I mean, Amy is so me. strong. It's... I'm not the kind of guy that wants to hold Amy down, and, and and so Amy getting up there and just and owning the room, and her mom being able to make it out there while her mom was sick. And, oh my gosh, and, and, that was and getting the award <laughs> and um, speaking eloquently with passion and emotion, and I was just so proud of her. More of her than actually for her, because it was like I'd watched someone grow into this this role, and she just deserved it so much. So for me, that was—I mean, that's my one of my favorite things. There are lots of little dumb things, but I mean, that's what comes to mind is like the first one. Yeah, well, then I'll play by that rule and do the first thing that popped into my head was, um, and mine's more recent, although I could probably name so many more. But um, going back to your high school with you um, when you spoke at your high school graduation. Um, that was special. That was a proud moment. And I think the fact that there's still people at that school that were there when he was there and listening to them tell stories about him. Um, that's something I won't ever forget because I, I, there's big things for you. I know that. And I, I always picture like, you know, what's in store for Bobby? Like who knows? But I mean, I just, I know there's going to be big things and that's, that's one of those memories that I had like uh, 
walking down the hall with one of his former teachers that's like telling me stories of Bobby in high school and then watching him give the high school commencement speech. Um, I was just super proud of him because you realize going to your town, great people, wonderful place. But you realize when you get there that, I mean, it was not easy probably for Bobby to do what he did to be where he is today. And um, I think if you achieve what I think you will achieve in life, that's something I'm going to always look back on and be like, I'm going to remember walking the halls of his high school and hearing those teachers tell me those things about you and how awesome you were and how if there was a microphone, it was in Bobby's hand. And if there was a girl, they weren't. <laughs> yeah, and if there was a girl, she was not yeah. nearby. She was no, no, yeah. nowhere nearby. Yeah. So how small like, was his hometown like, when you finally got to see it? I... I I couldn't, well, the first time I went, that was the second time I'd gone. The first time I went was for his mother's funeral. And that's, that was when I first like realized like, okay. And then I feel like even with the funeral, I knew there was no way we were not going to be there. And I knew deep down you were glad we were there, but there was so, there was hesitation in going because you're so sometimes private about some stuff. That it was like we didn't. I just wanna, didn't want you guys to burn. It's a think, burden thing. Yes, more than that's a privacy thing. You thing. think you, okay? You think sometimes when people are trying to be there for you and be a friend that you're being a burden. Yes, I always and, think right, that. and that's just so not the case. Okay, so that was my first time there to answer your question, Mike. And I, that's when I realized, like, okay, whoa, like he wasn't. You know, sometimes people tell stories and you're like, they're probably fabricating. You know, you're just like <laughs> stretching the truth a little bit. Nope. Nope. I mean, it was no, no, no stop. I mean, no, no, nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. nothing. But nice people. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I love where I come yes, from. Yes, there's, absolutely. There's nothing, there's nothing there. Right. Like, they've had, the, the, I mean, it, yeah, there was a mill. Because the mill closed and down. The mill closed down. Right. And it was not good then. And it's really, you know, they struggle now. So, um, so yeah, I think that's a good one. What else you got? How much do you say, like, you guys have rubbed off on each other as far as what have you kind oh, of... are you kidding oh. me? Amy is... <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. Uh, I, Amy has made me a better person. Like, just straight up, she has made me care more than I think... I caring. You I care? am in a different way. I, I do like care. How, like, how caring about, like, just like life stuff in general? Yeah, no, like I being... see how she wears her heart on her sleeve and cares openly. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make me as afraid to do that because I care in different ways and much more private ways. I would rather do X and no one know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not because it, I don't like to be vulnerable. I think uh, having a vulnerability to caring uh, that that's Amy's thing. Like she's the most caring person I've ever met and she's super vulnerable and um, it's it's a it's a quality that I don't have, and I've been able to watch her do it and and see her really passionate about things. Um, uh, but that that's what's rubbed off f- from her to me. Bobby is um, motivating and inspiring. Like I wouldn't say, like I I never well clearly. Be, I didn't have aspirations for radio. It's not like I. Oh, and by it, the way, we thought Amy was leaving every year. Every year, oh, yeah. Amy was leaving. There's she so really many times that I like. Yeah, and, and it was like, hey, well, you're, when you leave at the end of this year, when your contract's up, well, you know, we'll find. But she just kept staying around until finally she was like, I guess I'm just going to say. I guess this is going to be my career now. Yeah. At one point, I turned a corner. I was like, okay, this is my career, and to have someone like Bobby to to be at the head of that. Um, 
it just makes you, you just, you feel like, okay, am I, am I, am I doing enough? But then I have to step back and realize like, I don't have the same goals as Bobby. That doesn't matter. I just should still want to strive to be good at what I do or successful at what I do. It doesn't mean that I have to keep doing, I have to do more, 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 more like, um, various things, I guess you could say, but you're, you're very, very, uh, you might be the most driven person that I know. I should look at you instead of Mike. When I say that you, 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 you might be the most driven person that I know. Um, and sometimes that, that may be, you know, like you say, a downfall because you're so focused on it. But at the same time, for someone that looks up to you, like I do in that level, I'm like, oh man, I could be taking things to another level. I mean, he's even, you're even motivating. And I know this is going to sound cheesy too, but I see how dedicated he can be to things. Like he puts his mind to something and it's happening. And like me, I'm more like, I put my mind on something and then it might not happen tomorrow. You know, like I, I like, I, I, I start things and I quit things and I start things and I quit things. And Bobby's like, well, I'm 632 days strong. Like this is what I'm doing. Yeah, it's so, because I have a control complex and I'm freaking OCD. No, I'm not even weird. talking about your weird OCD stuff. I'm talking about, it's like you have so many times in my head where I'm like, okay, well, if Bobby can do this for, even if it's something, you know, trivial or awesome, still he's, he's like that. And he's, uh, again, always shown me how to, you listen, he listens well. I need to listen better. I do think of that. And that, that, the iPad thing was one example I could give more, but he listens and he somehow, Mike, you've experienced that. I know you have, because I know of instances where Bobby's knows your something in your life that's going on. And he just randomly, you know, is like this little Bobby angel, like this little like sprinkles fair, you know, I know it's hard for you to hear Bobby, but I mean, that's something that I think of. I'm like, I need to listen better. Like Bobby, I need to listen to what is going on with people and then do something about it. Yeah. And nobody ever has to know, but he's, he's, you're good at that. He's good at that. So you grew up, you're born where? Austin, St. David's hospital. And you grew up in Austin your whole life. Yeah. Same house till I was 18. Wow. Until I left for college. And then when, when I left for college, my mom sold it. She didn't want to sell it when we were, because my dad left when I was eight. And so I think she probably, you know, realistically should have, you know, sold it then and moved somewhere else. But um, she didn't want to uproot us from our friends and our neighborhood and our schools. And so we stayed till I was 18 and then she sold it. So you were there until 18. Your dad left when you were eight. Did he stay close or did he move far? Originally, he moved uh, to Midland. That's um, far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. So I would go, like, if I went to see him, I would fly. Um, you know, my mom would put me on an airplane, and I'd go see my dad for the weekend, and I'd fly back. And he was with my, st- oh, gosh, my family stuff is so, what's crazy is my dad left when I was eight, but then he didn't get married till I was 18. <laughs> To the, to the woman that he was with. Because um, my parents didn't get divorced till I was 18 either. So he left? For, he left when I was eight. And then he got divorced 10 years later. Right. And Probably then, just to marry. It, and- it was like, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a monetary thing. But in my household, it was also like my mom was willing to take him back if he wanted to come back. And we waited for a really long time. That never happened. Until uh, like 
a year before my mom died, my dad tried to start dating her again. Did Do you, you ever... think that was because of guilt? No, I think, well, he, he had recently gotten divorced from the, my stepmom who he was with basically since I was eight, even though she wasn't my stepmom the entire time. And then I mean, my dad's never been alone. He's been married four times. I love my dad to death. This is, I'm not knocking my dad. This is just my, my home life. Like he just liked women and always younger women. Uh, and got, you know, my mom was a third wife and then, you know, and the fourth and then they separated and then I think my dad was suddenly like old and he was like whoa what, what what's happening in life and then he had this like revelation he had this moment and he was like the things that were always important to him suddenly weren't and then family more so was I know my dad always loved us but other he chased other things for sure um and then uh he started like kind of courting like kind of like he wanted to hang out with my mom again and my mom's like Oh my gosh, like I waited for you for like tw- 25 years or something. And you're going to come to me when I'm like, got cancer? She's like, I'm busy. <laughs> like, I don't have time. I don't have time for this right now. Like, I'm <laughs> got a little bit going on. And so, but at that time, even though they didn't start, you know, dating, um, my dad stepped in and he became a caregiver alongside me and my sister because because my mom was single my sister and I did all the hospital visits we did everything and then when there was times because my sister has four kids and I was living in North Carolina and then Austin and then Nashville and if I couldn't get back my dad would step up and that's something I think for my sister and I to to see your parents come back sort of full circle in a way to where your dad's back in and he's like I got this I'm here for y'all that was really special and then the last week of my mom, my mom's life, she was, she spent a few days in hospice, uh, at the center and my dad, um, my sister and I, and my dad were the only people in the room and there was tons of people in and out of there all day long, but suddenly we were the only ones in there. My sister and I were over on the couch and we saw my dad go over to my mom and start, you know, like brushing her hair. And this was the day before she went, unconscious and we didn't had no idea she was going to lose consciousness the next day um it was because of procedure we tried to do so we had no idea that was coming and my dad leaned over and asked my mom to for forgiveness and he had never done that and all ever since he left her for someone else like never had said like i'm sorry for doing that to you and my mom didn't have to have that she had forgiven him a long time ago she didn't have to have that but that was another special thing just part of my upbringing, like to be able to witness that, to know as a kid, like all you want is for your dad to come back. That's all I ever wanted. All I ever wanted was dad, just come back, get back together with mom. Like she forgives you. It's fine. And then you grow up and you realize, you know, that's never going to happen. And then to be able to witness on your mom's deathbed, her get what she always wanted, which was just like, I'm so sorry I did that to you. And, and for my sister and I to witness that was pretty amazing. You mentioned North Carolina. I think one of the luckiest things for me mm-hmm. was Amy moved. She quit. We had a going away party. And I was, it was a terrible time for me because I just lost who I said then and still say now is the best female on the radio. Like period. <laughs> I still um, don't even know how that's possible, but okay. So, and so we had a going away party at Chewy's in Austin. Yeah, it was we like, did. It was, it was like, I was sad and Amy was moving with her husband. He was deployed. My contract was coming up. And they wanted to keep me. I just started building this syndication company with my own money. I had a little bit of leverage. And I said, I will stay 
if you will build a studio for Amy in North Carolina. And there were at the, the the concept of it wasn't real. Mm-hmm. Not real at all. No. Because it, it was never something that was on the table. I remember going to Amy saying, Hey, I kinda got them bent over here. Like we were number one in Austin for ten years. Like when we were just in Austin and, and that's where we grew as a show, we were tripling people in ratings. So I had leverage. And so I said, I've got to keep Amy because if I lose Amy, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I, you know, I said earlier, like I would be lost without Amy on the show. And so they built her a studio in her house for years. Five, five years. Five years. She lived in North Carolina Mm -hmm. from her house and she did the show. Ratings never dropped a bit. She lived there and just worked out of... Like a bedroom or an attic oh my goodness. or a basement the fir- or something. Y'all, the first, the, <laughs> the first two years I did it in my attic where it wasn't even finished out. My husband sort of like did a little bit of work on it to rig it to make it work. But every morning, I kid you not. <laughs> the train? I, no, oh. I went to, to the ceiling and pulled down the little thing that you pull down out of the ceiling to climb oh, up ladder? an attic. Oh. The little tiny <laughs> yeah. ladder and I would climb up. And then we only have commercial breaks or, or songs for that matter to, to use the restroom and i would be up in the attic and sometimes we'd be working and i'd be like oh my gosh i have to pee i have to pee and so i would tell bobby like if i'm not back like call 911 because i I fell through the attic and i'm not gonna make it back so those were those were crazy times it used to be different for us too because we came (laughs) so we we started the show in the luxury of building a show from scratch and building a show with your own money which i was doing was that we kind of do if we had raise we could do whatever we wanted so we were playing no songs, maybe one song an hour. It was a it was a full on talk show. Oh my gosh, yeah, you're and right. We played like no, no there was music. no, and the ratings were never high. The problem now is <laughs> uh, yeah. we're adding markets it's all different. the time, and people are new. And there are some cities that are like, guys, if you guys would play no music, you the ratings would be so much higher. And there are some cities where like you need a couple more songs because the people here don't know you yet, and people don't like new people. So it's a weird balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we were a talk show for Golly. eight years. We played no music. It was quite the adjustment. And so to, when we came to Nashville... Which I had just moved back to Austin, by the way. Yeah, and the story about Amy was she had moved back to Austin. We were pumped. She moved back. Oh, yeah. I was the oh. only one that knew about the Nashville thing. Yeah. And for me, it wasn't a big deal because we weren't playing any music anyway. So it wasn't like it was a pop music to country music thing. And the country music thing was easy. You know, that was the easiest part mm-hmm. of it all. It yeah. was actually just moving homes and and friends and new people but and there never been a position like there is now there there never been a national country morning show and so i couldn't tell amy i couldn't tell anybody i signed a piece of paper that said you can't tell anybody and so amy's buying a house yeah i was so excited to be back in austin i mean i begged my husband he got out of the air force after 12 years and i he's from austin i was like can we please we got to move back to austin and he's like Oh, both of our families there. Like, that's crazy. We can't go back to Austin. I'm like, well, we have to. That's where that's where my job is, and you're a pilot. You can live anywhere. So that's that's so that's what we decided to do. And like we're putting a contract on a house. And Bobby calls me and is like, Can you move to Nashville? Well, luckily the house got rejected. <laughs> like your first yeah, house. Something, got, something yeah, fell something through. fell through, uh-huh. yeah. Like, listen, I don't know. I don't know that I believe in divine intervention. <laughs> like, I don't know, but what but it was just yeah. like something fell through, so I had to go to Rod Phillips, who's now oddly the head of country. But he was the guy who like took, took the first real big chance on me and say, "We have to tell Amy," because nobody else knew for almost two months. Amy was the only one who knew that I we were leaving, and so I just couldn't have her buy another house. 
So they just, they just stayed in an apartment and, and yep. month nobody, to month. Uh, nobody ever addressed it. We just kind of kept it under lock. It was a really weird time. Yeah. Um, but then we moved and I was like, hi, Austin. Bye, Austin. It was, yeah, Amy was there for just a matter of months. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah, she, yeah I, I moved there I, in September. I was and, so worried, though, because she had mm-hmm. to go to her husband oh, yeah. and say, I just convinced you to go to Austin. Now, will you please move to Nashville? No, I, I called him and I said, we need to meet at Maudie's for Margarita right now. And he's like, why? I'm like, just meet me there. And we met there and I was like, two margaritas? And I was like, what do you think about Nashville? Neither of us had ever even been to Nashville. And he was like, okay, sounds cool. I was like, sweet. And lucky he has a job. Yeah. He can live wherever. Live wherever. Like again, I don't know about divine intervention or things (laughs) happening for a reason. Like Amy and I are, you know, are are, are different in that way. But it was just like all everything just kind of fell together. Mm -hmm. So you 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 grow up in Austin, you go to college where? Texas A and M. Okay, so you spend how long there? Ninety nine to three. Uh, four and a half years. Uh, did you? I thought you went to a junior college too for a while. Oh yeah, you're right. So, well, that is that was in College Station, or it was in Bryan, Bryan College Station. I went to Blinn, which is like the feeder junior college in the A and M. Like most everybody, if they're trying to get into A and M, they'll go to Blinn. So you so went to high Blinn school, first. Yeah, I kind of like was pretty social in high school. You were not a good student. Wasn't that great of a student? Yeah. You know, I was always tardy to class. Always. I mean, it was just bad. I took the SAT like three times. I just couldn't focus. That what much. did you make on the SAT? Um. I think the highest I got was like, like eleven hundred. I went from like nine hundred uh, first time, nine fifty or something, and then the second time I actually went down. Oh, wow. <laughs> but then the third time was charm. I went up, and then but with that, my GPA still wasn't enough to get into A and M. But that's the only place I applied. <laughs> so you went. To I had Blinn high hopes. For so then long? I went to Blinn for a year, but I was so embarrassed that I didn't get into Texas A and M because all my friends were going to like I don't know all kinds of crazy colleges all over the place because I went to Austin High and they were all over. They're like, I'm going to go to Harvard or whatever. I'm like, cool. I'm going to be a blend, which I loved. It was good for me. It's exactly what I needed. And I left there with a three, nine and got into A&M immediately. So you did a year, one at year, blend? one year at blend, went to A&M, didn't graduate, didn't No, three hours short. I walked across the stage and, um, I was doing a three hour like correspondence course from Texas tech. So back in the day, um, stuff wasn't online. You had to mail it in. Like you would do it from your notebook and mail it in. Well, I was just really bad at mailing it in. Go figure. So, um, and then I walked across the stage and then I got a job because most people were like, oh yeah, you're done with school. And so I was like, well, I don't need to complete this three hour sociology class from Texas Tech. And then I really, but then I also didn't want to ever own up to the fact that, I mean, I had my Aggie ring. I walked across the stage, but I never were wanted you embarrassed to, that yes, you didn't graduate another embarrassment where I was like, Oh my gosh, like I'm deceiving people. I really was. And that ate me up. It bothered me so much. Cause I mean, I was basically lying, but I mean, I just didn't want to get in the hole. Well, I'm three hours short and I tried to do it. Blah, blah, blah. So then finally I couldn't take it any longer. So I you graduated with us I, like, d- during, during the, the show. show. Yeah, she so graduated. I enrolled in school. I took a, I took my three hour sociology class and I submitted it to Texas A&M and they mailed me my diploma. So my diploma, my Aggie ring says 2003, which is my graduation year. But my Texas A&M diploma says 2008. <laughs> <laughs> So, so it almost it took me <laughs> nine years to finish college. You finished school, <laughs> and your first real job is what? Granite sales. What and what do you do as a granite uh, well, sales I was person? A, I worked for a wholesale company, so we uh, there's an import export company, and I had 
you know, a set list of customers, most of them fabricators. And I, I would just take care of them, like whatever they needed. I never worked with the end user. Like you've got granite in your kitchen. Like mm-hmm. you, I didn't work with you. I worked with probably whoever installed it and, um, just made sure they were taken care of. And, um, she had to leave that job. She took a pay cut, a big pay cut to come work for me. I don't know if it was big, but it, it was. I just asked for, the thing was, I had just, when Bobby offered me the job, I was like, are you joking? And he's like, no. And I was like, I just asked for a raise like last week. And you have no idea how hard that was for me. Cause I didn't like asking for a raise, but I knew I needed to do it cause I deserved it. And they were, they were like, you're right. You do. I was like, well, that was easy. <laughs> so I got a raise and then Bobby offered me a job with less. Way less. Uh-huh. We weren't making any money. No, none. No, I mean, none. None. And but so, I mean, I was on cloud nine. I thought it was, I thought so it was, was so I, much though. like and it didn't matter. Like I, it, I, you know, I, my bills were minimal and I mean, we were young and I thought it was, I thought it was great. So so it was fine. I had a bunch of people uh, put questions up on Instagram too. Um, so, uh, one says, what would you be doing now if you didn't have your current job? Golly. I don't and we'll, know. we'll keep these answers pretty quick. Yeah. I always thought I was going to be a mom. Yeah, you still are going to I'm be. I'm still waiting. But I always thought once I even, you know that for years, like I was like, Bobby, once I get pregnant, I'm leaving the show. You know that, right? What would you be doing? Um, I'd probably be doing creative, like creating ad campaigns or I'd be a stand-up comic. You know, I, I maybe not on the radio, but I would be creating. I'm a creator. Yeah. Um, Golly, I have no idea what I would be doing. Uh, let's see. When Amy's babysitter starts having an affair with her husband. Oh my gosh, what? I don't know, I'm just reading That's this. That's not a question. Do you, what does this say? Read it out loud. Oh, okay, cool. No, nope. They're asking if you and I will get together then. I didn't even get to that part because you stopped me with the okay. beginning part. Someone what? asked Amy if she's still practicing guitar. No. <laughs> that was miserable. Um, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was. It was a nightmare, let's be honest. Here's one. If Amy didn't approve of someone you were dating, would you trust her instinct and end the relationship? <gasps> would you? I, we've never had that issue, though, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so. Because... Mm-mm. No, you, you typically have... Well, any girl I've known you that you've dated, is, she's always been pretty amazing. Dating as in... Real life relationship. Real life relationship. Like I've been on dates with girls that break. Right. Were, and know. I may not ever even know them. Right. But I mean, real life relationships, you've always like, man, that bar is high. Um, the bar is high. It's never been a thing. Right. Like, nope. And then here's the thing too. When I date someone, Amy ends up being friends with them longer than I date them. Did you? Oh, <laughs> speaking of, do you know what today is? Uh, do you? Do you, do you know what today is? At a birthday of someone? Yes. Yeah. I was already texting with her. Yeah. My ex-girlfriend's birthday today. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. Do y'all even... No. You probably don't even... That's fine. And that's that's fine. I don't. I just had a... Yeah. Because, you know, when my last two girlfriends ago... So I dated uh, a girl in Nashville who's in a band, Rachel. But before her, I dated a girl named Kara for four years. Fantastic relationship. Mm-hmm. It'd be one of those I look back at and go, I was an idiot. I have mm-hmm. like three of those I look back at and be like, I was a huge idiot. Yeah, for like, sure. He's an idiot. And so, um, <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I, um, but you know it, so it's fine. But yeah, but still, you, you vice both of you would be there for each other if you needed to be. But I get the there's, you know, you're not, yeah, like, you're not like texting every we, day. No, like, we hey, haven't actually yeah. spoken in a long time. Yeah. I just think it's easier. Yeah. For who? I don't know, but I feel like it's easier. It'd be better if I, I, I didn't. Okay. But I do know, yes, I did know that it was uh, her birthday. Um, let's see. People are posting comments on Instagram. Mike, you have anything over there? Uh, Bobby, who are you dating? We want to know. Oh, yeah. Everybody <laughs> wants to know. Amy acts like she doesn't know. Amy knows. I'm not dating Every- anybody. But right now, 
I have a special friend. Yeah. And there's, but there's, I feel like I find it interesting that today you put the label, you put the special friend label. Uh, it's just, it's complicated. Okay. That's all I'll say. It's a complicated situation. Mm-hmm. Would you not agree? Totally. And listeners are like, hey, what are you doing? A little bit. I'm having fun, you know, with the pictures and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's of fun. course. It's but fun. also it's like, I'm also hanging out with somebody and I'm posting a picture of me just having fun on Instagram. So, And we should all just be glad Bobby's having fun. I mean, how many times <laughs> do we hear Bobby saying I'm having fun? Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Amy, how did you meet your husband? We grew up together at church. Our parents are friends. And my sister is married to his best friend. And so they... I was always the annoying little sister, so I'm younger than him. But then I grew up. Here says, uh, Lunchbox talks less. Why so? Um, Eddie talks a lot more. Eddie had kids and the dad. And our audience went from being 19-year-olds to now our age and up to 45, 48, 50, 55-year-olds. And so there's only so much room to talk. And there's me and there's Amy. And then it's just kind of whoever else has something. And Eddie has kids and is very relatable. And they do all these research. And Eddie's the one that the parents relate to. So um, because of that and because Eddie's so relatable and people really, really, really like Eddie. And Eddie's just a great dude too. People really like Lunchbox too. That's not... No, I'm not saying they didn't, but right. some, no, but some people hate Lunchbox. That's true, because sometimes Eddie has, his comments Eddie, Eddie can has be very... No hate. There's no hate on Eddie in any sort of... Re- and people research the crap out of us. Lunchbox does have very strong negatives against him, but very positive positives. Yes, for sure. But... Um, and he can be... <laughs> yeah, he can be a mess. super funny and a hot mess at the same time. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's because Eddie has taken a, a large role on the show because he's a dad with kids and listeners relate to him. And he does a great job, too. Eddie's um, fantastic on the air. So it's not about lunch talking less. It's kind of Eddie talking more. You got Nada a little bit. Everybody's just got a kind of peace. And you know what? Every day, everybody fights for, not fights on the air, but everybody is like submitting things to me to talk about. So it's a competition every day to get on the air. Mm. I don't just go, I got to give Lunchbox two segments. Lunchbox mm. may have eight segments a show. If he says, if he has eight great things to talk about, I will go to all eight of them. If he doesn't, I, I'll go to zero. There are times and that where, happens all the time. I mean, that's to me all the time. I'm I mean, like, there, are, there are days where I'll just... Uh, sometimes once, we hit a, we're in a rut, you know? And, and he came to me and was like, hey, what's the deal? You're not looking at me as much. Oh, my gosh. And I was, just, and I was like, what do you mean? Because I, yeah. I don't realize this. All I do, I go to the hot hand. And I think one of my strengths is I don't have to be the star of the show. Like, I bring in stars and let them be the star. So I do the thing, and I'm happy to sit and laugh and let... Amy or Lunchbox or Eddie just be the star and it's their segment and there and Amy was mad. No, or, it wasn't, I was. You I were. It was, the word we, mad. it was weird for you. I, it was weird. I was confused. I was feeling. I guess I was probably feeling down, and I was. I wanted to know, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, what? What did I say? The vibe is off. Something's not right. Like, you just said I have to go to where we have a show to do. And I have to go to where it's strong. And right now, Eddie's strong. And Eddie was strong. And I was a like, period. yeah. And I just had to take a deep breath and I was like, okay, well then I've got to, you know, I guess it's, you know, and as a girl, you can build up all these different things in your head. Like before I went to Bobby and got that straight answer of like, we have a show to do. This is work and Eddie's strong. So that's where I'm going to look in my head. I'm like, oh my gosh, 
you know, I've created all of these fake scenarios as to why Bobby's not looking at me, you know? And it was just, I was, and it was just talking and I would talk. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> and it was, was just really as simple it. as that. When someone talks, so, I just look at them when they talk. And I feel like sometimes in our work relationship, that's just how, like, sometimes I'll be like, hey, what's going on with this? And be like, well, if you wanted to know, just ask. And I'm like, oh, well, okay. That's a problem. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I mean, and, I and Amy and I about once every four or five months have a conversation of, uh, what's bugging you? Let's get mm-hmm. out of our system. All right. right. Move on. Well, because I think, you know, think of it as a couple. Like, oh, for sure. A lot We're of like times, a work marriage. It's a lot of sure times like you can, marriage. you know, have an argument. You know that, like, my husband and I can have an argument, and I know he's going to love me unconditionally. Like, I feel like I can act a certain way around him that none of you will ever see. <laughs> <laughs> ever. <laughs> and I, I feel secure in that because he loves me, and he's not going to abandon me, and I don't think. And, um, but, but you know, with other relationships where it's like you're dating, but you don't have that, you, you, you freak, you, you, you don't have, sometimes you freak out a little bit more and you have to, you again, create false scenarios. And then you just have to hash it out every once in a while. Cause you're not having those regular, like little, you know, fights. What is your perception of Amy and I, Mike? Cause you've interned with the show. Oh yeah. yeah. You've produced the show from afar yeah. as an affiliate. Now we moved you here and you, you live and you see, um, so you've been on all sides of it. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's just been crazy to see you guys kind of like grow together and just be like best friends throughout it all. And I don't know, it's kind of inspiring in a way. And I don't know. I think that's awesome. How really how you just found her randomly and how kind of how you found everybody. It was just people you found and how it's, you know, worked out so well. Yeah, you're you're pretty random. I do have to rap Amy a lot though. Yeah. This is the difference in the podcast. I have to take my hand and rap, do the rap signal. Yeah, because sometimes on the air. Yeah, I'm like, what? I'm like, What's we're, happening? We're He's not cutting me and off. I'm like, rap, <laughs> rap it up. We got time. We got to hit a clock. Rap, <laughs> rap it up. Rap it up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, Golly. The, the, Amy, when you hear the music, quit talking. Yeah. When the Amy, song, what do I tell you? When no. the song starts when the song playing, starts quit playing, talking. stop talking because that means they're about to start right. singing. Right. 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 I that know. Was my favorite thing to listen for was Amy talking over like Yeah. You hit a clip and you still hear it. That's what I tell. I know. Um, I struggle with that a little bit. What happens off the mic, Mike? Like, we know what happens off the mic, but again, you're newer. What happens off the mic when we're not in the air? I mean, it's pretty much the same. Like, it just, like, really, when the mics go off, everybody still talks the same. You also talk about the same stuff. And then I think that's what kind of, when, like, people come sit in on the show, sometimes they don't know when the show is going on or when it's oh, not. Even our bosses don't know when the show's yeah, going on. They'll just like, start talking, and I'm like, we're on the air. We're on the air. Yeah. <laughs> we're not just chilling. Well, you and Amy talking on the air is just like when y'all are talking regular. Mm. So it's cool. Do you have any questions for me? Mm. You don't have to. No. I just wonder if there's anything you wanted to dig out, like Dr. Phil moment here. Uh, Amy has a podcast, by the way. Yeah. Well, you just asked me if I had any questions for you, and then you went into <laughs> Well, you were stalling. You were, I was going to vamp and promote your podcast while you thought of something. Oh, okay, go for it. Well, so and you, 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 I'll let you talk about the podcast, but go ahead. Okay. Well, I mean, only because I'm getting hit with it left and right about, about the girl, and this is the last time I'm bringing it up, but I know that it's not like... You know, it is complicated. What are you talking about? I asked you about your the special friend. Oh, I thought you asked. Uh, which one are you talking about first? Your podcast or the special friend? The special friend. Okay. Just first, <laughs> because I'm getting, right. I get hit with it from all angles, yeah. and I feel like it's my job to kind of, you know, Go ahead. um, it's for real. 
I know that it's complicated, but, but do you think that it, it one day will, will get figured out and then it'll be less complicated with this or in general in life with this? I don't know. You, you really don't know. I hope. Okay. You hope I like that. I, I well, like hope. I, I like to have great people around me mm-hmm. and I cut out anyone that's negative. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been together long enough. If there's negativity in the room, it goes away. Right. Like for you're listening to this podcast now and you know, Amy and I do, I wish we could just give this to tomorrow and not have to go in. That'd be awesome. Right. This would be the show tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there have been instances where at times, or there have been people that bring a negative energy into the room. They don't stay in the room or they don't stay on the show. And there, you've set such a precedence for that too, that there's been times where I have to like check myself and I know it. And you'll almost, you like sniff, Bobby like sniffs me like a dog, you know, like, like he knows. No, yeah. <laughs> but. no, it's not like that, but like he'll, he'll know. I mean, sometimes I try to hide it, but I'm very hard. I'm very Amy bad at hiding no my emotions. Face. I can see yeah. it. <laughs> yes. in three seconds. Oh I know if she's in a bad, happy yeah. mood, if it's a time uh, of the month, if it's, if she had a fight, if she's in a good, I can And just then tell. he'll ask like, is everything? okay and then we hate that question and then I try to fake it and then I can't fake it and then I fake it some more and then just and then I explode but sometimes I have to almost like mentally I'll be driving into work and if I know that I'm feeling negative or my heart's in a bad place or I'm just like grumpy because it's early and I'm not a morning person or whatever like I I I I get my game face on when I'm driving to work and I I will recite the fruits of the spirit in my head like over and over on my way to work. I turn off the radio and I grab the steering wheel and I look ahead and I'm like, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And I say that over and over and over so that I show up. And when I see Bobby, I'm not like, you know, bringing in negativity because it's no joke. Like he doesn't have time for that. We don't have time for that. There's no time for someone to bring the rest of the room down. One, right. It's just not good for business. And who wants to be that the Debbie Downer? And you it's know? also not fun. And if we're not having fun, our listeners are not having fun. And that's the first rule of anything we do on the show. And there's times you have to be the business. Like you have to be that person. It's a person, really tough and, and job and that, and that's, to be I hate a that for you. friend and a boss. Yeah, there, yeah that sucks. It, uh, I couldn't do it. Yeah, it's really hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. I agree. From... Um, you know, from even the Carlos stuff, that was really difficult for me. So hard, yeah. Because he was a close friend that it just didn't work out professionally. Great guy. And it was in one of the first podcasts that we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, there have been times with everyone where we've ha- I've had to be, yeah. the, be the boss. And you like, legit, regardless of what people think, you have a legit sometimes had to take me aside and be like, get it together. Yeah, but you, it's different. You work harder than everybody else on that show. <laughs> don't think so but okay you you work harder at making that show a full show than anybody else on that show everybody has specialties that they're great at and everybody puts in a lot of time like you're not gonna beat ray in sitting in a studio cutting audio he's gonna be there there 50 hours and machine but ray would do that or he'd go sell cable or he would pump gas ray would ray just finds his thing and just does 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 but that's his specialty everybody has their specialty with Amy, she's such a full part of the show that if I don't have it coming from her 100%, I, I don't have it. Like, it, it's just not there. And when Amy left, ratings took a hit. And partially it was because she was gone, and partially it was because I was freaking out because she was gone. And so... Um, oh, like when I left? Oh, because my mom. Yeah, because okay, you were gone yeah. for a yeah, couple of months. For, yeah. 
Um, so, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even know what yeah. that is. But, yeah, there's no negativity. And there are times we have to take people to the side and be the boss. And not just that and say, hey, you're not – the the, 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 we won't get specifics. The other night I had to have words with the entire show. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because it's like if you're going to go and do this fun thing, Mike, were you on the? Do you mm-hmm. get the if you're going to go and do this thing and work, you can't not do your show work. Mm-hmm. And there's when I gotta like, there gotta be the friend. You can answer that if you need to go answer it. No, it's okay. And yeah, it's a weird dynamic to be. But with you, I found it to be the easiest to be direct and not worry about any sort of odd interpretation because I can go directly to you and say exactly how I feel and I don't have to worry about you. I know you're going to be sensitive about it, but I know you're going to get over it the quickest and I know you're not going to hold a grudge. You're going to be the most sensitive, but you're going to get over it the quickest. Oh yeah, for sure I'm sensitive. I'm delicate. But it's like... <laughs> Sometimes Bobby's like, I have to put on my Amy gloves. He calls well, them like it's Amy gloves. And two, she also <laughs> knows how to handle me because I'm, I really am a nutcase. I'm a mess. So what are we doing the countdown? I'll give you an example today. We're doing the countdown. We have times to do stuff. Everything is timed. Everything's, I have six minutes to do this. I have eight minutes to do this. I have mm-hmm. 27 minutes to do this. Mm-hmm. I got a meeting in an hour. I got, so it's this, and I'm like, okay, we're, we're, we're going through the countdown. It's Amy's time. She doesn't go. I just, I just keep <laughs> just going. going. And, and she's looking for a spot. I don't have time, I don't have time for you. Yeah. You're not ready. I'm going to keep going. Yeah, I'll follow along. And, so, and then in my head, I'm like, so stupid. Follow along. Why can't you follow along? And I'm like yelling at myself in my head. And Bobby's like just continuing on. And he comes to me again, but I'm too busy yelling at myself so that I'm not in the right spot again. Ah, life. Yes, <laughs> that is life. I, um, I hope that yeah, people listening to this, and, mm-hmm. I, and this will be up forever. And um, I forever? know you. you uh, forever? How, forever, forever, ever, forever, ever. I, you know, you're in the process of adopting two children right now. It's been a three year process. Um, yeah, three and a half. Yeah, three and a half oh my years. Gosh. And at any time, maybe we'll be gone for a couple of weeks. And um, I can't wait for you to be gone. Like from <sighs> you and me both. You way more. Listen, I, with you, it's this is your life, and you've been wanting these kids so bad. But I don't think that I've ever wanted something for someone so bad ever. And I still don't want as much as you want them for you because they're your kids. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that I have wanted something for someone so much ever. There's just no one more deserving to be a mom. Oh, well, thank you. And, I'm a, and if I have to... What, well, what, I know. What, you. What, yeah. Really? Bobby's always like, what do we need to do? Who do we need? What do we need? And oh, I'm like, look, I, Bobby, we're doing everything listen, by the I've book. I've offered a legal thing. Like, yes. Amy, I will take care of Right. People. Like, do- I know people. Let mm-hmm. me do She's like, nope. Yeah, we'll take care of it. We've, I've got an agency. We've got we're doing everything that protocol, and I've even gotten in trouble <laughs> by them a couple of times um, for going rogue, uh, just because I have relationships in Haiti, and and I've kind of learned my lesson. So I'm trying to be good, and you know I don't want to jeopardize anything because this is, these are lives, you know. I do want to uh, a couple things I want to address before we, we go because we've hit the hour mark. Oh. But, Dang, that would be fast. Um, two things. One, uh, for us, Pimp and Joy is such a, a, a big movement. It's it's such a, a large scale giving endeavor that we. I say, and I, when I say we, I don't mean we in this room or we in that studio. I mean, we as a group of listeners um, are able to do. And you know, it started. We were looking. You guys were looking for um, a Twitter handle for your mom. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being Judy B. Pimp and Joy. And so. Yeah, Judy Chooses Joy was taken. <laughs> so it, it ended up being. So we kept Pimp and Joy. 
Mm-hmm. And so that was Amy who was like, you know, pimp and joy. And then from well, there, you, you, you came, you came with the hashtag. You came. It was really special, actually, because you know, uh, my mom's cancer had just returned for like the third time or something, and we were going to do our first anniversary Joy Week. And you're like, hey, I want to dedicate Joy Week to your mom because she's kind of inspired the joy theme, and we're going to use the hashtag Pimp and Joy because of her Twitter handle. And I was like, oh my gosh! And then from that, like. Everything, everything rolled out and it's been, it's almost, it's been something, you know, for me, I feel like I've always, you know, relied on, there's a verse, Romans eight twenty eight, and just to paraphrase, it's like, God's going to work for the good of those who love them and those that are called according to his purpose. Like there's going to be hard things in life, but I know that there's going to be good that come from it. And that was almost like the prayer my mom had in the chapel the day that the cancer came back again. She said, Lord, just use this for good. Just use this for good. Whatever you do, just use this for good. And so every time a Pimp and Joy item is sold or every time or someone is with a hat on in an wearing airport. Pimp and Joy stuff or someone is spreading joy or choosing joy for themselves, like in, I know it's so much bigger than that now. But isn't it but, weird but that in, it's still not lost on us? It's I, I, it's still not lost. But I get yeah. that it's kind of taken legs of its own, and it's it's the shows. But like for me and my family, like every time we see that, I just need y'all to know. I mean, it's 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 my brain instantly goes to my mom being like, "Lord, just use this for good." And so every time that Pimp and Joy is used, I'm like. It's being used for good. Your cancer sucked. Cancer sucks. But this is something that was used for good, and it's continuing. Like, it will continue, even with the word pimpin', yeah. <laughs> which was controversial, and I get it. I do think this was one of the examples of us having different strengths and them working together because you, you came and told the story to me first about your mom and the prayer, and... We and it was like I want to do Joy Week for your mom. Hashtag Pimp and Joy, and then we have a great friend named Mary Barnes. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And it's oh. it's been us three that have been running Pimp and Joy, and we don't keep any of the money, and we find causes, and we're able to help. And we, meaning not us in the room, not us in the studio, but the people that listen to this, that buy the hats, the shirts, we don't keep any of the money for ourselves, and we never will. And for me, it was that little moment for you and your mom. And it was how in the world can we take this and make this a monster for greatness? Mm. And we are still building. I have goosebumps when you say that. And we're, and, and we're <laughs> not only, because it has to be, but just because no, it already is. It will. Like our listeners have yeah. allowed it. They've created it. And right. we're, we're, everyone's embraced it. If it's a dog that needs a surgery or a family that needs food or a flood or Christmas gifts for a kid, for, or if it's St. Jude, like, you guys have been able to do that, and it's just like the perfect storm of things that have happened um, that have allowed it. And, and yeah. I, I'm appreciative. Oh, um, I'm so yeah, I'm beyond. And it's, <laughs> it's crazy how big it has gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, of just t-shirts and hats because it's so it's so much bigger than that. Yeah, and it's a, it's. A, it's, it's yeah, it's a, I mean, so it's a dumb, it's a dumb name. It's a dumb word, but mm-hmm. it's it mean it means so much more than that word means. So, I mean, for if you're listening to this, thank you. Uh, yeah, 
And then um, I'm going to talk about your podcast for a second because um, I listen, I've been telling Amy forever, like, you got to start doing your own thing too. Like, <laughs> you're not just my sidekick. You are strong enough to go no, out I'm and I'm fine you. with that. I'm I know, fine with being I know your you sidekick. are, but you're so good. And <laughs> I was like, so Amy has a podcast now that she hosts. So mm-hmm. talk about that. Well, it's for Love What Matters, which is a, a, a positive place. We do tell me something good on the show. Like, every, it's. N- Wait, well, you, you tell her a bit? <laughs> I didn't steal it. Yeah, Maybe they did. But I didn't, no, I'm just kidding. I love what matters formed and they have a pretty big Facebook following and people, they have a website where people can submit the stories, the feel good stories uh, to inspire, to motivate. And, and they saw the impact they were having and they decided they wanted to have a podcast. So they started asking around, they have relationships in radio. The guys live in, in New York and I guess they talked to some of our people and then it trickled down to you and they kept asking for a name of who they should reach out to. And they kept hearing some girl named Amy that works for Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Bones. And, Amy was like, I don't know, and I was like, I don't what? Know. I don't know. You and then Bobby was it. like, you, you have to do this. You have to do this. I'm like, well, okay, I guess I, I guess I could do it. And so we're actually tomorrow, a new podcast goes up every week. You can love what matters.com is the website. Um, but then on iTunes, you can just search the love what matters podcast. It's free and, and a new one loads every Wednesday. So to, tonight at midnight yeah. or, and then Wednesday morning, it, there'll be a new one up and, um, it'll be our third one. <laughs> what I love seeing about it, cause we're running out of time here is that <clears throat> this is an Amy thing. This is not a Bobby thing. It's just not. And I don't want it. And to you've be. been, yeah, I almost was scared. Bobby didn't want cause I mean, he wasn't really she, saying much about it and he's the one that you know no, I told supported Amy, you have to me do it. in like, doing it and I'm like wait do you want me to do it or not because you're not you're not saying anything about it and you're like that's the point this is something I want you to do that's you know if you and you even I know exactly you said because this is something you tell yourself you're like you need to go after it with everything that if it fails it fails because of you or if it's a success it's a success because of you isn't that what you told me? It is. It's true. It's and true. I don't want people going. Well, Bobby was promoting, right? No. And I don't think that's why you're like now bringing it up on the podcast. I no, mean, no, I don't think that's not it at it, all. But people come on the podcast, and I, I actually think it's really great. Um, and but yeah, it's a, it's definitely a you thing. And what's what's cool is the company uses you more by yourself. Like it's wonderful. I love it. Like I don't know why. I can't get enough. I don't of know it. I can't why. get enough of it. <laughs> like there is so. Well, and, I don't want to. There's pressure because I don't want to let there, you like, down. Jealousy when Amy's. What? Zero percent. Like, I don't like Amy to do a lot of the <laughs> stuff that I do. Like, if anything, Bobby's like, I need a break. I mean, Amy, uh, help me out here. Um, so, anyway, well, Mike, we're, we're going to wrap. Anything yeah. that we didn't hit that you think, um, I don't know what we talked about. Me neither. But any, it, was it? Anything that we um, you'd like to know. Who does the show recap here? Do you remember when I used to type the show recap every, every day? day? <laughs> you guys listening. We every don't do it anymore, day. but let's not, do, let's not bring that I back. That. that was horrible. Type a recap of every day. During every day. the show. And then sometimes we do it after the show and be like, what do we talk about in the 8 a.m. hour? Absolutely. And none of us would know. <laughs> I sometimes I'd just make it up. Like, like, we really Rah. started. I had one microphone and there was another microphone. Lunchbox didn't have a microphone. Like, oh, my god! It's crazy to think of now and people, at, you know, depending who you talk to. Oh, yeah. And other radio DJs or and other, other companies, you know, we're the big bad guy because we're the biggest show in the format and one of the biggest in the country. And that's great. And we, we're, I'm happy to be there and I'm happy to be uh, the ambassador for the format, and I'm happy to be whatever, I, whatever I get called uh, from good to bad to the savior to the worst person in the format. I get called it all, mm-hmm. all of it. And I'm happy for it. 
what I'm happy about is that we started. We weren't supposed to make it. It was just some friends in a room that was about a third of the size of this tiny bedroom that we're in right now. But with your your work ethic and the way you kind of again are the you you allow us to be us, but yet you control us at the same not not control, but you contain us. I guess you it's don't like let bumper, us bumper, like, bumper bowl. Right, yeah. <laughs> you you keep us there, but it's you you are really good at. It is a craft. I know it just, it is organic and we are just being us, but at the same time, you're kind of piecing everything together and you do it well. But at the same time, you know, you've, you've allowed the show to be used for good and you continue to do that and you get you more of that as time goes on. And that's exciting to see as we grow, the more you want to do for others. And then also what you do for what you do for artists. I don't, I'm not a big mute. I didn't get into radio cause I'm a big music person and you are. And I, 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 I like that about you and that you share with us. I feel like sometimes I'm just a listener, even though I'm on the show with you, like finding new music and finding new artists because you bring it to the table. And I feel like that's, that's it's a little, this part of the secret to the success is that you're, you're, you're outside of the box. And I'm yeah, thankful I'm to be. Way you're way outside of the box, of the box yeah. but I'm thankful to be, <laughs> be a part of it. And like I, I don't know where my life would be had I not met you in Culver's that day. You would be. Where would yours be? I don't know. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, LoveWhatMatters.com. Yes. Yes. The website. Mm-hmm. Also, you can download the podcast. I'd love for you to uh, subscribe to it, listen to it. Uh, thanks to Amy for being episode ten. Uh, thanks for Cast. having me. I saw some. I gotta say thanks to people that listen to this too because uh, it's now the number one most listened to. Let me read. What you. I can read you the data because oh. I got it today. Do you care or no? Yeah, I care. Um, I'm proud of it because it's this is different and it's not perfect, but in any way. But I'm proud that. We're able to, to bring on artists yeah. that aren't big names mm-hmm. and that are writers, and we can bring back in that back kind of the back ways in Nashville that you may not know about. I can bring Amy on, my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one total listening hours, number one daily cume of people listening, number one weekly listener. So I appreciate everybody for making wow. this thing work. Wow. It's really been um, in ten episodes, growing far more than I thought it was. Mike and I in the studio. Dang. At Radio Amy. Yeah, at Radio Amy. Now that I know all these people are listening, <laughs> hit me up. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I'm on Snapchat. But Snapchat, I'm Radio Amy Amy because Radio so Amy was taken. Radio Amy in my Snapchat. Uh, <laughs> at Mike Distro, D-E-E-S-T-R-O. Mm-hmm. At Mike Distro. Uh, at Mr. Bobby Bones. Thank you guys so much. And thanks again to Amy. And that's the wrap. Uh-huh.